Exodus thirteen seventeen through Exodus fifteen eighteen. Now, when Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was near. For God said, The people might change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. Therefore God led the people around by the way of the wilderness to the Red Sea, and the sons of Israel went up in battle formation from the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had made the sons of Israel solemnly swear, saying, God will certainly take care of you, and you shall carry my bones from here with you. Then they sent out from Succoth and camped in Etham, on the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way, in a pillar of fire by night to give them light, so that they might travel by day and by night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, from the presence of the people. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the sons of Israel to turn back and camp in front of Piahiroth, between Migdal and the sea. You shall camp in front of Baal-Zaphon, opposite it, by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the sons of Israel, They are wandering aimlessly in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will chase after them. And I will be honored through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And they did so. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his servants had a change of heart toward the people, and they said, What is this that we have done, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he had horses harnessed to his chariot, and took his people with him. And he took six hundred select chariots, and all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. So the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh king of Egypt, and he chased after the sons of Israel as the sons of Israel were going out boldly. Then the Egyptians chased after them with all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen, and his army, and they overtook them camping by the sea, beside Piahiroth, in front of Baal-Zaphon. As Pharaoh approached, the sons of Israel looked, and behold, the Egyptians were coming after them, and they became very frightened. So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Is it because there were no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we have spoken to you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone, so that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. But Moses said to the people, do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will perform for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again, ever. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel to go forward. As for you, lift up your staff and reach out with your hand over the sea and divide it and the sons of Israel shall go through the midst of the sea on dry land. And as for me, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, so that they will go in after them, 
and I will be honored through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord, when I am honored through Pharaoh, through his chariots, and through his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been going before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud moved from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. And there was a cloud along with the darkness, yet it gave light at night. Therefore the one did not approach the other all night. Then Moses reached out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind all night, and turned the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the sons of Israel went through the midst of the sea on the dry land, and the waters were like a wall on them, on their right and on their left. Then the Egyptians took up the pursuit, and all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen went in after them into the midst of the sea. But at the morning watch the Lord looked down at the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and brought the army of the Egyptians into confusion. He caused their chariot wheels to swerve, and he made them drive with difficulty. So the Egyptians said, Let me flee from Israel, for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out with your hand over the sea, so that the waters may come back over the Egyptians, over their chariots and their horsemen. So Moses reached out with his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to its normal state at daybreak, while the Egyptians were fleeing right into it. Then the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen. Pharaoh's entire army had gone into the sea after them. Not even one of them remained. But the sons of Israel walked on dry land through the midst of the sea. And the waters were like a wall on them, on their right and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and his servant Moses. Then Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has thrown into the sea, and the choicest of his officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The waters cover them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, Lord, destroys the enemy. And in the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send out your burning anger, and it consumes them like chaff. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up. The flowing waters stood up like a heap. The depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoils. 
I shall be satisfied against them. I will draw my sword, my hand will destroy them. You blew your wind, the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders? You reached out with your right hand, the earth swallowed them. In your faithfulness you have led the people whom you have redeemed. In your strength you have guided them to your holy habitation. The peoples have heard. They tremble. Anguish has gripped the inhabitants of Philistia. Then the chiefs of Edom were terrified. The leaders of Moab, trembling, grips them. All the inhabitants of Canaan have despaired. Terror and dread fall upon them. By the greatness of your arm, they are motionless as stone. Until your people pass over, Lord, until the people pass over whom you have purchased, you will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, Lord, which you have made as your dwelling, the sanctuary, Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Mark And he began to teach by the sea, and such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down, and the whole crowd was by the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables, and was saying to them in his teaching, Listen to this, behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And when the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundred times as much. And he was saying, Who has ears to hear, let him hear. As soon as he was alone, his followers along with the twelve disciples began asking him about the parables, and he was saying to them, To you has been given the mystery of the kingdom of God. But for those who are outside, everything comes in parables, so that while seeing, they may see, and not perceive, and while hearing, they may hear, and not understand. Otherwise, they might return, and it would be forgiven them. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones who are beside the road, where the word is sown. And when they hear, immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. And in a similar way, these are the ones sown with the seed on the rocky places, who, when they heard the word, immediately received it with joy. And yet, they have no firm root in themselves, but are only temporary. Then, when affliction or persecution occurs because of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown with seed among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, 
but the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things enter and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And those are the ones sown with seed on the good soil. And they hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, thirty, sixty, and a hundred times as much. And as he was saying to them, A lamp is not brought to be put under a basket or a bed, is it? It is not brought to be put on a lampstand, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he was saying to them, Take care what you listen to. By your standard of measure it will be measured to you, and more will be given you besides. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken from him. And he was saying, The kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil, and he goes to bed at night and gets up daily, and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. Now, when the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. And he was saying, How shall we picture the kingdom of God? Or by what parable shall we present it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the soil, Though it is the smallest of all the seeds that are upon the soil, yet when it is sown it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants, and forms large branches, with the results that the birds of the sky can nest under its shade. And with many such parables he was speaking the word to them, so far as they were able to understand it, and he did not speak to them without a parable but he was explaining everything privately to his own disciples. On that day, when evening came, he said to them, Let's go over to the other side. After dismissing the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with him. And a fierce gale of wind developed, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling with water. And yet Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him, and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid, and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Acts 26 Now Agrippa said to Paul, You are permitted to speak for yourself. Then Paul extended his hand and proceeded to make his defense. Regarding all of the things which I am being accused by the Jews, King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate that I am about to make my defense before you today, especially because you are an expert in all customs and questions among the Jews. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. So then, all Jews know my way of life since my youth, which from the beginning was spent among my own nation in Jerusalem, 
since they have known about me for a long time, if they are willing to testify that I lived as a Pharisee according to the strictest sect of our religion, and now I am standing trial for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers, the promise to which our twelve tribes hope to attain, as they earnestly serve God night and day. For this hope, O king, I am being accused by the Jews. Why is it considered incredible among you people if God raises the dead? So I thought to myself that I had to act in strong opposition to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And this is just what I did in Jerusalem. Not only did I lock up many of the saints in prisons after receiving authority from the chief priests, but I also cast my vote against them when they were being put to death. And as I punished them often in all the synagogues, I tried to force them to blaspheme. And since I was extremely enraged at them, I kept pursuing them even to foreign cities. While so engaged, as I was journeying to Damascus, with the authority and commission of the chief priests, at midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining around me and those who were journeying with me. And when we had fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew dialect, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. And I said, Who are you, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet. For this purpose I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and a witness, not only to the things in which you have seen me, but also to the things in which I will appear to you, rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I am sending you, to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. For that reason, King Agrippa, I did not prove disobedient to the heavenly vision, but continually proclaimed to those in Damascus first, and in Jerusalem, and then all the region of Judea, and even to the Gentiles, that they are to repent and turn to God, performing deeds consistent with repentance. For these reasons, some Jews seized me in the temple and tried to murder me. So, having obtained help from God, I stand to this day, testifying both to small and great, stating nothing but what the prophets and Moses said was going to take place, as to whether the Christ was to suffer, and whether, as first from the resurrection of the dead, he would proclaim light to both the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. While Paul was stating these things in his defense, Festus said in a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you insane. But Paul said, I am not insane, most excellent Festus. On the contrary, I am speaking out with truthful and rational words, for the king knows about these matters, and I also speak to him with confidence, since I am persuaded that none of these things will escape his notice. For this has not been done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you believe. 
Agrippa replied to Paul, In a short time you are going to persuade me to make a Christian of myself. And Paul said, I would wish to God that even a short or long time, not only you, but also all who hear me this day, would become such as I myself am, except for these chains. The king stood up, and the governor and Bernice, and those who were sitting with them, and when they had gone out, they began talking to one another, saying, This man is not doing anything deserving death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. Proverbs 12, 9-18 Better is one who is lightly esteemed and has a servant, than one who honors himself and lacks bread. A righteous person has regard for the life of his animal, but even the compassion of the wicked is cruel. One who works his land will have plenty of bread, but one who pursues worthless things lacks sense. The wicked person desires the plunder of evil people, but the root of the righteous yields fruit. An evil person is ensnared by the offense of his lips, but the righteous will escape from trouble. A person will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his words, and the deeds of a person's hands will return to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a person who listens to advice is wise. A fool's anger is known at once, but a prudent person conceals dishonor. One who declares truth tells what is right, but a false witness deceit. There is one who speaks rashly, like the thrusts of a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Psalm 26 Vindicate me, Lord, for I have walked in my integrity and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Examine me, Lord, and put me to the test. Refine my mind and my heart, for your goodness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful people, nor will I go with pretenders. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I will wash my hands in innocence." and I will go around your altar, Lord, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. Lord, I love dwelling in your house and the place where your glory remains. Do not take my soul away along with sinners, nor my life with men of bloodshed, in whose hands is a wicked scheme and whose right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me, and be gracious to me. My foot stands on level ground. In the congregations, I will bless the Lord.